Hey, thank you for listening in to Risky Benefits, a podcast that informs you on all things benefits. We've got a saying around here, benefits isn't your main business, it's ours. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to Risky Benefits and welcome to this week's episode. Today we are excited to be celebrating International Women's Month. International Women's Month is a month to celebrate women's achievement, raise awareness against bias, and act for equality. And with that, we have on a very special guest today, Tracy Cohen. Tracy is the president of Target Print and Mail in Tallahassee, Florida. She is one of our clients, and we are also one of her clients. As one of Tracy's clients, however, I can speak from experience. She's a rock star. Before we get into today's conversation, though, let's just do a quick overview of the agenda. So what are we going to talk about? What Target Print and Mail does, how Tracy got to where she is, overcoming adversity, changes and growth for women, career barriers, hashtag break the bias, and lastly, advice for women in general and in business. So without further ado, um, Tracy, thank you for being here. And maybe if you don't mind, take a few minutes to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your business. Sure. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, like you said, my name is Tracy Cohen. I own Target Print and Mail. We used to be called Target Copy for those Tallahassee Tallahassians that are listening. Um, we have been in business since 1982. Uh, the company was actually started by my mother, and she built it into a really strong campus copy shop on FSU's campus. And then in 2009, I purchased it from her and started trying to transition the business into a commercial print shop. Uh, in 2015, we bought another company uh, called Litha House Printers and Mailhouse and um, essentially moved into their building and took over their branding. And we have been in this location and in the commercial space ever since. Um, we have clients from all over the country. We do about um, 10 million mail pieces a year, and along with lots and lots of printing, anything from business cards all the way up to trade show graphics. So small to large, we kind of handle it all. Yeah, and I know we we use Tracy and her team, and, and it's been a phenomenal experience. But for those of you that are out there listening that just heard kind of the list of some of the things that Tracy and the team at um, Target Print and Mail do, they are phenomenal, and it's been a great relationship for us. So I'd encourage you to reach out to them if, you, if you're looking for those types of services. Um, you know, it's funny, Tracy, actually, when I was in college, so I'm on a FSU alumni, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember using actual, um, these these old, they were like, Paper target packets. packets, target packets, yeah, yeah. and I yeah. and they were from you guys. Mm-hmm. That's right. We still do some of those. We we don't have our retail location on Tennessee Street anymore, so we print them and sell them directly to the FSU bookstore. But um, that was our lifeblood for years. Uh, we our business was extremely seasonal, so January and August were like massive for us because we had all these textbooks that we were selling to students, just like you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, very happy to have you on today. And thanks for that kind of overview about, about yourself and the, and the company. Um, sure. You know, you, you've been able to build a very successful company. I guess one of the major questions I had to kind of go through with everyone today is how, how did you pave the way to, uh, to do that? I honestly can't take a lot of credit for building the company. That was, that was my mom. Uh, my mom started in a little location on Tennessee Street back in the early 80s, and she had a vision for what it could be and what it should be, and she took it to the next level year after year. Um, 
she worked really hard. She worked her butt off for 25 years. And, um, when she retired, she retired, like she backed out of the business <laughs> yeah. and it was, it was on me to kind of take the reins and, and take the company where I felt like I needed it to go. Um, we saw the writing on the wall pretty early on that, um, target packets in the student business was really good and it was consistent, but it was, it, people were moving away in the educational space from paper in a lot of ways. And so we started to really kind of focus on the commercial market and working business to business instead of business to consumer. And so that's really what I've done is, is take the business from this retail store into more of a B2C business where we're really not working with the public. We're working with companies like yourself and trying to make sure that they look good every day. That's awesome. So, I mean, you're a legacy woman owner of this business, essentially. I mean, you developed a clear work ethic, uh, watching your mother and on your own, quite candidly. And, um, you know, I think that speaks a lot towards, towards what we're celebrating this month. Um, I had on, uh, as a list of one of my questions, what adversities have you had to overcome being a woman in business? It, I, it sounds like because not only do you have the mar environmental market factors, uh, just thinking about what you just said about seeing the writing on the wall, there's those elements of, of adversity. And then there's the other elements, right? Which we would call interference. That just kind of sucks that it even exists, but it does. Um, so maybe if you don't mind just speaking to both of those and how, and how you've kind of worked through it. Yeah. So, um, you know, the market conditions, are, are things that are changing every day. To be frank, when I was offered the opportunity to come and buy the business from my mom, my first reaction was like, oh, there's no way. This was back in 2004. <laughs> and I was like, paper's dying. Like, people aren't still going to be printing. I've, there's no way I'm going to be able to make a business out of this. Um, but, you know, through talking to her about it and, and actually doing my own research, to be fair, People are printing more pages these days than ever before, and that's the, just, the, just the reality. But it's just changing. It's changing into a more personalized experience. It's changing into a, um, an interactive experience, both with, you know, think about QR codes. QR codes have been around forever, and only since the pandemic have they really like, taken off because all of a sudden they're becoming accessible to the average person through menus and, and technology has reached the point where you can just use your camera to scan them instead of a special app. So there's all these things that are kind of like all these market forces that are making technology much more, uh, much bigger part of what print does. And it's changing how print interacts with the average consumer. Um, but at the same time, we're having to be creative on how we adjust to those, those changes and, um, you know, I think we've done a pretty good job of that. We're we're we, every day is we're still trying to think about well, what's next? How are we gonna How are we gonna change? How are we gonna really make sure that we stay relevant um, as this market continues to evolve? Um, and then, as far as like personal adversity, to be honest, my mom really experienced. She she paved the way. She was the one who had to really fight against the sexism and the and the difficulties. And um, you know, she 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 told me that which I didn't realize when she was in her 20s, she wasn't, and this could be wrong, I don't know, but I'd have to look this up to be historically accurate. But she said that women weren't even allowed to have credit cards until she was in her 20s, which is just bananas. Like things like that, that we just take for granted now, she really had to fight through. I, ha I mean, I will say I've run into some sexism. Jeremy, my husband, Jeremy, is also in the business and we'll go to trade shows and you know he and I will be standing side by side looking at a piece of equipment and the salesperson wants to look at him and sell the piece of equipment to him. 
And that is not who they need to be speaking to. And I think those kind of assumptions are things that we're just working through on a regular basis. And, you know, the more people are educated and the more people actually open their minds, I think the further we'll go. So that that's awesome. And, you know, it's, it's really good to even hear you say that I have two daughters uh, and I have a son and, um, you know, I'm always trying to coach them too. And, and, and even hearing you make a comment like that, it's, it's important for me. I'm in the field a lot when I'm conversing with people to, to, to be cognizant and or aware of, of where I'm putting my focus. Um, and, mm-hmm. and especially when you're talking to a group, uh, I, I notice even when doing presentations in, in front of a large group, um, being aware of where your eyes are going, who you're actually looking at the most, and are you actually, because uh, you, you, you don't necessarily know who's running what, and and to make mm-hmm. that subconscious uh, assumption, quite candidly, it could kill the deal if somebody it was can. like you know Tracy, you're super open minded, and and I don't think you would ever necessarily not do business with somebody over something like that, but there are people out there who might. And so it certainly is something that one should pay attention to. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. And good feedback for the listeners and for those that, especially uh, older, younger, wherever you are in your stage of business, you know, think about things like that. Be, be aware and be in tune with what you're doing uh, because, you know, your actions definitely have consequences in the greater scheme of, of, of what you're doing in business. Um, So the next question I had, Tracy, was as a female leader, what has been the most significant barrier in your career? To be very honest, um, it's probably been myself. Um, It's been me believing in my ability to take this company to the next level and, um, you know, trusting that my instincts are correct and not second guessing. Um, Like I said, really the external barriers that I've run into are nothing compared to what women in, in previous generations have had to run into. But for, I think, a lot of women, we struggle with our own self-confidence and our own um, you know, ability to, to realize that we are capable. And um, that self-doubt can really hold you back. So that's, for me, that's been the hardest part is working through that and making sure that I have you know, a trusted group of other women and, and men who can build me up and make sure that I feel strong and capable and, you know, be able to move in the direction that I want to go. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks for the candid response on that. It's, it's certainly appreciated. Sure. Um, how are you, you, you referenced kind of support system. Um, how, how are you a support system to other female business owners who are trying to establish themselves? You know, obviously just kind of leaning on the comment you just made about needing confidence as, as a business owner and just needing somebody to give you some support every now and again, do you have a network? Have you kind of created a network? What's that look like? So I'm in a a peer group of other women who are already in business. Um, I have not really done a lot of mentoring of young entrepreneurs, uh, young female entrepreneurs. I do judge every single year, a, um, a business competition at, at FSU called the innovation challenge. Yeah. Um, yep. it's basically just like a business, it's like a shark tank type of situation and the, and the winner wins a, a good amount of seed money. Um, and there are, there've been several times when females who are, um, have come up with business opportunities and, and are presenting at this conference have reached out to me and she, they've, we've often had conversations, but they are very early in their business. And so, um, a lot of times it's just a matter of, you know, giving them just a few pointers and then they move on and, and, and do their thing. But, um, 
you know, I, I love the idea and I, and the times that I have done, I love being able to talk to other women about the challenges that I've faced. And, um, honestly, the biggest piece of advice that I give most of them is just to be tough. I get a lot of women have a tendency to be steamrolled by people who, um, are been doing whatever it is that they're doing for a long time. Salespeople, vendors, um, you know, women just need to make sure that they stand up to themselves and think about what, what would, a man say if he were in the same shoes. And a lot of times that tends to give them the, what they need to, to get the job done. Yeah. Very cool. Um, love it. I mean, I, it's interesting just from a mentor perspective and I can even say for myself, I don't know that I've ever necessarily thought about anything other than, Hey, this person's in a leadership role. Maybe they have some advice for me, you know, and, and it, it is nice to see some, some younger people in business who they don't draw a line based on you know, whether they're male or female, hopefully they're just saying, Hey, this person has experience that I don't have. How do I, how do I tap into that? Um, so especially for these young kids going through university systems, I know they appreciate spending time with someone like yourself. It's you've, you've, you've got the experience, you've done it. Um, you've probably messed, messed it up before, fixed it, what have you. I was just talking to somebody the other day about, um, there's this great, movie my kids my kids really like it um but but the kid's trying to invent a peanut butter and jelly machine maker and uh he messes it up it explodes and peanut butter and jelly goes everywhere and he gets all upset and the mom is an inventor and she looks at him and she's like why are you so upset he's like i failed and she goes we celebrate failures here and he goes what you know and 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 she's like well yeah you know failure is how you innovate so just fail faster and I, I think about that and I'm, with the kids. It's like, hey, fail fast, learn from it. And it doesn't really matter who you're learning from, right? So that's right. Um, it, it's awesome that you're investing your time in people like that. It's super valuable. And uh, I, I'm sure they, they, they seriously appreciate it. Um, well, one of the themes for International Women's Month is uh, break the bias, right? Um, what would you say is an important message to help do this? I think that really... We have to, it starts, it starts with our children, right? right? It starts with trying to make sure that just exactly what you're doing with your sons and now, and since you have daughters also, making sure they both understand that, um, you know, gender is kind of irrelevant in this day and age. It really should not matter what you are or who you are in order to get something done, to become who you want to be, to, to, you know, be a doctor, be president, whatever it, we should not be guided by those lines. And so as long as our kids, if we are able to get that through our kids' heads and we don't bring our own personal bias that we've grown up with into those relationships and into their education, I really think that in the next few generations, we're, we're going to be in a whole different place. Um, so I, that's where it starts. It's just making sure our kids understand that, you know, there's no boundaries, no, at all. I 100% agree. And I'm going to tell you a funny story just, and I'm fessing up in front of all the, all of our podcast listeners here. Uh, so our family is a, a CrossFit family and we, we go to active movement, which is a, a local owned CrossFit gym here in Tallahassee. And so we're in the CrossFit open right now. And, um, every year, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, like, you get a workout and you either mm -hmm. do what's prescribed or you do what's scaled. And so we've been doing what's prescribed and um, you know, it's always a joke because my wife and I both do it. And my daughter just did, did it for her, the first time this year, but my wife beat me in the very first workout. 
And, you know, it's funny because you are, you're dealing with these social norms where Danielle and I do this all the time, right? And you just know certain body types, certain people and certain mentalities, like Daniela can push through pain threshold way better Mm. than I can, right? So if it's a long, grueling workout that has like a high level of volume, she's probably going to do better than me. And if it's certain movements, then we both know I may do better than her. But we've never looked at it as being male or female. It's really down to the aspects of what you're good at and what you're not good at. And so I candidly get beat by her in certain things all the time. And in a workout environment, I could see where egos are at play and societal norms are at play. And it's kind of funny how people can get really upset about, say, a male getting beat by a woman within this sport, right? But to me, it's a joke because I'm like, well, she handed it to me. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't make excuses. <laughs> I lost. You know what I mean? You pl- you, pl- you, pr- you pl- yeah. applause her. You applaud her. Yeah, I do. And that is the funny thing is there are a lot of husbands and wives who can't work out together for this very reason. And Danielle and I have been on teams together. We compete together. Uh, she beats me sometimes. Sometimes I beat her. And for me, our kids are watching, right? Yeah. And so our kids are learning, A, that like this is a healthy dynamic back and forth, B, there's no ego and, 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 and nor does it matter whether we're male or female and whether any of that, it's just, Hey, mom put out better than dad today. And she won, you know? And, and it's funny, like it's been an interesting dynamic. So watching it come to full fruition, Isabella went out and did 22.2, which was a ton of deadlifts and a ton of like burpees, whatever. And, um, she crushed it. And I just have to say as a dad, watching her do that was just the most fulfilling thing to see her just push herself in a way that like she wanted to quit. I could tell, I could see the freak out look on her face, but she kept going. She finished and whatever. There's a lot of little boys who, who who didn't try it or who didn't want to try it. And she walked away with a huge level of confidence. And I, and, and like, even in those little interactions on a day-to-day basis, before we even get to business, to your point, Tracy, like I'm seeing how, taking those lines and destroying them at a young age with our children. And even by what my wife and I do within our marriage is, is, is a huge contributing factor to the way this world plays out, you know, say 10, 15 years from now in business. Right. Agree. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so that was my, that was my plug for, for CrossFit and all that. Now the orthopedics <laughs> out there are like, Oh yeah, keep doing those box jumps. It's great for your knees. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So, okay. Sorry, I digress. So, the next the next question I had on here for you, Tracy, was um, what advice would you give to women in general in business today? You know, I think it's not any different than I would give any business person, um, which is essentially just trust your instincts. A lot of times, we have a tendency to question what our first what our what our first instinct is, what our gut tells us to do, and um, don't. What you, what my heart, like what I've often found is what my heart and what my gut tells me to do is almost always the right answer. And I might waffle back and forth. I might go get a bunch of advice, but the reality is, is by the time we, it's time to make the decision, I usually go with my gut and it's, it's, you know, nine times out of 10, it's the right answer. So, um, you know, we have a tendency, I think as young business people to want to go out and get as much information as possible. And that could, there can be an overload there. Um, and there can be a lot of people who have their own special interests that try to tell you what to do and what, and what not to do. And 
I just think that no one knows your business and your heart better than you do. So make sure you follow it. It, that's awesome feedback, Tracy. And can, if you don't mind, I'd like to probe a little deeper on that yeah. and and just ask you a question as it relates to failure. I, you know, I think you're you're right. It's that gut instinct and 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 being willing to execute on that gut instinct. And one of the one of the things that I see really give people pause when it goes to to trusting that gut is is there just fear of gen- failure in general. Um, you know, and I could see if there are societal norms that are saying, well, this person's at a disadvantage because they're a woman or something kind of gross like that, that that would make it even worse. Right. So, but what, would, is there any feedback or advice you'd give to some of the, some women in business as it relates to failure and it being okay to fail and, and, and how do you work through that fear? So, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you know, there there's a lot of um, there's a lot of forces external that will, are going to try to, you know, tell you that you can't do it. Um, whether it's your own, whether it's your own fear of failure, whether it's other people who tell you what your idea is not a good one. Um, and I think exactly what you talked about earlier with failure. I mean, we can't we can't succeed unless we fail. We can't learn unless we fail. If we're if we're always succeeding, then how do you how do you even know if what you're doing is actually the right the perfect thing for you or the or the right answer? I mean, and I don't think that that's even possible. I don't think it's possible to to succeed 100% of the time. You have to fail. You will fail. And so as long as you understand the inevitability of it, it becomes less scary. It really does. Yeah. You just know that okay, I'm going to make some missteps here and there. I can accept that. I what I have to learn from it. And then I pivot and move to the next thing. Um, and I think, I think as long as we recognize that, I think that it, it really makes a difference. I mean, when I, when we decided to move away from um, the retail store on Tennessee street, there was a lot that went with that decision. I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't so much fear afraid of failure as it was about the impact that it would have on the community. Um, the, the perceptions that the community would have about like you, you must be failing because you're closing a location. And then also my mom had an enormous, um, you know, there was a, there was a lot of, um, emotional connection to that location. That was where my mom started is where she built the business. And so there was just a lot that went into that. And so making that decision and making that move was really difficult and very stressful. And it was in the middle of the pandemic too. So it was just all this uncertainty that went around it. But I knew in my heart that that was the right thing to do. And so, you know, you push forward and it was not a failure. It ended up being a really good thing. But that fear obviously is there the whole time. But, you know, most of the time it's just a matter of really kind of sticking with your your gumption, making sure that you cross. I mean, not saying that you just go full steam. You have to make sure right. you're doing, you're crossing your T's, dotting your I's. You're, you're, you're taking care of the people who you need to take care of. You communicate well and, you know. You make it happen. So failure happens, but I mean, I think for the most part, it's 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 a part of learning, and it's it it makes for a better overall business person. That's awesome. Accept it as a part of business and press through it. I That's mean, right. I, I I really like that. I really like that. I think for any of us, anyone who's listening, that that is a great reminder. Um, I mean. Life is hard. Business is hard. Family life is anything, anything you're doing. Like I, as a parent, shoot, I took Jackson out for a baseball tryout and 
<laughs> you know, it's funny because when he got on the field, I, th- I always try to set my employees up for success. And I think about my son, I send him out here on this field. He got off the field at the end of the day and I'm like, wow, there's so much that I forgot to tell him. I didn't set him up for success at all. You know, one of the questions I had to ask him, Tracy was, Hey, Hey buddy, when do you think the tryout actually started? And he's like, well, I guess when they started hitting me the balls and I was like, just so you know, for next time, the tryouts start as soon as your feet touch the ground, right? As soon as your feet touch that turf, they are watching you. They're watching to see if you walk on the field instead of run. And I think it's funny, you know, business is a lot like that. As soon as you open the door and walk through it, they're watching you. That's um, right. it's, it's, and, and, and it's easy to think, well, they're only looking at the results of the job. And it's like, well, actually, you know, they're, they're watching every aspect of what you do and, and just being socially aware uh, and being, you know, emotionally intelligent, like all those things. And I guess part of being emotionally intelligent is recognizing, as you said, like you're going to fail. So accept that and (laughs) don't fear it. Um, Just Mm -hmm. try to minimize, you know, the consequences, so to speak of the failure. Um, Love it. Love it. Um, Well, tell you what, towards the end of the podcast, I always like to kind of reserve one final question and it's really just an open-ended, you know, is there anything else or what else? If you could share anything with the, the listeners out there, specifically the young ladies and or uh, seasoned veterans that are out there, you know, what would it be? I think for me, and I, we haven't really talked about this much, but the, the, most joy that I get out of being a leader and being, um, I don't know if it has anything to do with being a female leader is, is by watching my employees grow and succeed and learn and, and crush it. And for me being able to kind of, and it's like raising children to some extent, but I don't even want to minimize that they're my relationship with them in that way. It's a totally different relationship, but at the same time, it is, it's, it is such a wonderful opportunity to take, you know, some, you know, raw materials and make a diamond out of it. And that's yeah. what we do on a daily basis as employers and as leaders and as managers is being able to take our people and make them, you know, really amazing. And that that's it's really fun and it's really rewarding and that to me like no matter what you do, that's what we should be working on is making sure that our people are um you know, whether they stay with us, whether they don't is take pulling them in into our wings and doing, teaching them what we know and then letting them fly when they're ready to go. So it's it, that to me, that's the best part of all this. Yeah. It's like strive for that meaningful purpose in what you do and, and serve others. I mean, yep. it, you know, that, that I agree with you wholeheartedly, Tracy, on that. Um, and it's very meaningful feedback. And to all those that are listening, I, I hope that's meaningful to you as well. Tracy, just, I can't say thank you enough for coming on today, but we really appreciate having you. I'm really, really happy to be here. I appreciate the opportunity and we love working with you guys. I look forward to spending more time with you in the future. Hey, same to you guys. And thank you for listening to Risky Benefits. If you're interested in learning more, please visit www.fbmc.com. We hope you'll join us next time on Risky Benefits.